Hello, welcome to FBeats. I'm Elaine, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Joanna So. Joanna So is the Chief Operating Officer of Stewardship Asia Centre. We'll call it SAC for short. Joanna joined SAC in 2014. She is responsible for establishing its outreach and engagement platforms. She heads the corporate and operational functions, and she's also an active member of the steering committee that looks after the Singapore Stewardship Principles for Responsible Investors. Joanna will tell us more about that shortly. So Joanna, let's start by uh, me asking you about your work at SAC. What uh, programs um, do you offer to support leaders in enhancing their stewardship and governance goals and practices? Okay. First of all, thank you for having me here today and I'm happy to share more about SAC's work. So through our research, we have developed uh, tools, uh, frameworks and programs that will support not only organizations but individuals because we are talking about adopting a steward leadership mindset. So some of these tools actually could include the likes of the Steward Leadership Compass, which is actually a values-based uh, framework, and then the Steward Leadership Quotient, which is then a, a diagnosis tool to allow management team to know if the leaders have truly walked the talk. We take this a step further with executive education programs, and we run both open enrollment and also custom-tailored programs for corporate clients. Um, as a result of our ongoing research studies, we actively then generate a lot of thought leadership. We publish a lot. Uh, we speak at uh, uh, public events. And of course, through education, that is really one good and clear channel of how we build, help companies to develop their own capabilities on steward leadership. Through our engagement activities and outreach events, we provide both business leaders and investors with network support uh, on how they can act purposefully in terms of their work and how can they inspire other leaders to come along as well. For example, we run this really great initiative called SL25. It actually stands for Steward Leadership 25. And it's an annual list which we publish in partnership with INSEAD, Straits Times and WTW to showcase the best steward leadership excellence stories across Asia-Pacific region. The beauty of SL25 is that it not only gentrifies large companies who, I, I guess, at, at this time are able to form teams, large teams, especially to spearhead, for example, sustainability objectives and outcomes within the organisations. We also have a category, category that seeks out what smaller companies mm. are doing. Uh, thereby providing the evidence that not only small companies but social enterprises also have the ability to do well by doing good. I think that's very interesting because sometimes the SMEs or the non-profits do feel that um, they don't need or they are a bit, um, they're not in the picture so much and they don't have so much of a role to play. Yes, that's yeah. right. And of course, um, the key question for smaller companies, it's always about survival. So there, by employing and taking on the steward leadership mindset, um, there is evidence that if you go with a values-based approach and thereby integrating the concerns, the needs of your largest stakeholder ecosystem, 
which includes the E and the S of things, um, then it does show the ability to be able to drive performance and profits in the long run. Um, we're also the chair and the secretariat of the Stewardship Principles for Responsible Investors, which is supported by MAS and SGX. What it is, is actually a, an, a, a framework, a set of principles that guide investors to allocate capital responsibly, especially in their role as a shareholder and stakeholder. What can they do to get investing companies to look, for example, long-term, mm. or to be able to know where the gaps are in terms of their sustainability strategy, um, looking at the composition of the board, etc., etc. So we currently have about 80 signatories that have signed on to SSP, uh, and these are for those that are operating in Singapore itself, and we often bring them together for engagement, thought leadership, sessions, um, and also mutual learning. Um, last but not least, I think as a Thought Leadership Centre, it's always um, uh, a, a must for us to be looking uh, ahead of the curve at what are some of the issues and the challenges that companies are not only facing now, but to be able to look at it from a lens of being able to future-ready the leaders and the organisations. So we publish books and very happy to share that uh, at the end of this year, we have an upcoming third book uh, and we're in the midst of closing it up right now. It's called Sustainable Sustainability and there will be a lot of enriched uh, case studies across the region on how companies, both large and small, have been able to exemplify steward leadership um, as they go about operating in their day-to-day -day business. Hmm. Thank you, excellent. How does SAC facilitate learning and collaboration among mm. leaders? What sort of opportunities are provided to bring leaders together mm. to, tackle, to tackle practical issues? Mm. So as, as mentioned, I think one core pillar of our work focuses on executive education. And these programs actually facilitate learning and they also encourage peer-to-peer -peer exchange and networking. Our annual summit, for example, then brings together about 400 to 500 leaders uh, for a one-day event in Singapore. And these are global thought leaders, practitioners, investors, um, leaders that represent uh, civic society, regulators. Um, and uh, there is an enriching day of thought-provoking discussions on the relevant aspects that are related to stewardship. It could be responsible investment, it could be sustainability, it could be sustainable finance, because in our books, we call these forms of stewardship. How can organisations do better at aligning their corporate governance or their governance practices with their values and purpose. Mm. Embedding ethical behaviour and purpose into an organisation's core would actually require an organisation to take a closer look at what they are doing for themselves and where they truly stand. Um, and uh, both at the management and the staff level. So our quotient tool enables this because it requires organisations and leaders to really truly reflect on their own practices and activities to identify their starting point. 
The second point is like the sustainability and the impact landscape is always constantly evolving. And it's very important that the organizations are able to recognize the areas in which they need to improve because sometimes, as COVID has taught us, you need to pivot rapidly, quickly, and almost straight away. Uh, and they must make, crucially, a genuine effort to want to drive change and transforming their values and their purpose in, onto focusing on stewardship. And what have some of the challenges been for companies trying to do this? Well, we... I, we think that actually when it comes to the practice of stewardship and sustainability, which is quite heavily intertwined with governance at most times, um, governance is really achieved mainly through rules and incentives. And if you think about it, what happens is every time a crisis hits, what do we do? Uh, we lay on more rules and regulations so that everyone can toe the line. Um, it is well needed, but at the end of the day, if you think about solving the challenges that we face today, minimum baseline behaviour may not necessarily be enough. Um, and that's where steward leadership comes in because you need the genuine desire, the grit, the persistence, right? To drive through um, the impact and the outcomes that you want to achieve uh, as a leader, as a group, as a team. And another point to look at it is that rules may somewhat stifle innovation and creative thinking and what we are suggesting here is that organizations may need to balance or even enhance these mechanisms with the values-based approaches of what we call steward leadership. So hence, a company's culture, its values and purpose can be that strategic asset that brings about continual success. So can you summarize for us the benefits of integrating sustainability and environmental considerations into governance and stewardship practices? Maybe I have um, five quick points to share. Um, number one, by embracing steward leadership, um, you will be able to attract the right talent. You'll be able to engage and also retain the talent that is appropriate for where you are at and how you're operating as an organization. When employees feel that their work contributes to like a greater good and aligns with their values, they are more engaged and motivated. Now, this increased engagement also, or for sure, leads to higher job satisfaction, lower turnover rates. Uh, and at the same time, from a brand positioning point of view, you are also able to attract top talent that are seeking purpose-driven organizations, right? Um, enhanced brand reputation um, is also another aspect. When you are able to demonstrate your commitment to uh, responsible business practices, for example, then it resonates very well with your customers, with your investors, with the ecosystem that supports you. Um, and you're also able to be really in touch with the ground, which will allow you to minimize negative impacts on your reputation and, and maybe have a clear, um, uh, 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 a clear pathway uh, in terms of putting the right I guess, strategies in place to mitigate that reputation risk. The third point is actually about improved stakeholder relationships. Um, steward leadership, at the end of the day, really fosters trust, right? And it really strengthens uh, the bonds that you have, uh, whether is it with your shareholders or whether it's with your customers. So if you demonstrate that your commitment to their own well-being and you consider their interests, it goes a long way in building long-term 
mutual, mutually beneficial relationships. The fourth point, um, which is actually very critical, it, is that it brings about innovation and business opportunities. And what do we mean by that? Because steward leadership encourages a culture of continuous learning, um, collaboration, experimentation, and the fact that it is okay to fail um, because that's where then you will then spur on to try uh, to innovate or improve. So hence, when you see creative resilience as one of the values in our steward leadership compass, and that's really heavily entrenched as a foundation of what we say um, and what we teach in our, some of our programs. Last but not least, um, to companies both large and small, you get better access to capital. Because when you have a strong culture that's based on stewardship values and your purpose demonstrates a company's long-term strategy, uh, the tenacity to be able to say that I'm able to make that profit, but while being very cognizant or conscious of the environmental and the social aspects, um, this really does attract investors. All right, thank you for that. Well, to wrap up, uh, would you leave us with three takeaways? Yeah, um, actually the first six months of 2023 has been a really busy time for us doing outreach and engagement in the region. So perhaps I'll share a couple of points that I've picked up along the way that caused me um, to pause and reflect as well. Um, number one was less greed and the realisation of enough, yeah, which is probably what we fail to um, think and reflect on nowadays. Um, taming greed in favour of cooperation really would benefit both um, the individual and the society at large. Second, um, the Goodhart Law of 1975 also said that when a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a good measure. So we must be mindful and take steps to, to, to ensure that these indicators actually do not lose its intrinsic informational value as well. Yeah. And third, stewardship actually is not new because if we recognise what we have today comes from the leaders and the ancestors that have come before us and then we should do the same for the people who come after us. The difference that we are talking about today is that we are facing these existential challenges that will not give us the luxury of time. So hence, what we must do as steward leaders is to actually create more value rather than just preserving what we have been given. And that is steward leadership. And last but not least, if you can sneak in like a four point, uh, yeah, please, we, are, we really would like to encourage everybody to join us on this values-based revolution, which is what essentially, essentially what we're doing here at SAC. Um, and by doing so, then create more value for companies. Thank you. That's very compelling. Joanna, thank you. Thank you. And it's been a real pleasure. Thank you.